This evening we are privileged to have a general here in the house. We are privileged to have uh, a son of the prophet in the house who has also received an an what a portion of the ministry that it will be passed on to others who don't read and when you hear these things may you start to begin to read and tonight on the first night of our leaders and loyalty conference as we progress I want us to put our hands together and welcome our leader our convener a son of the house to take us into one of the books Bishop Eddie Fabian put your hands together Please put your hands together. Bonsem, bonsem. Wow. I was just hoping that Archbishop would just continue talking because I've been enjoying the teaching since morning up to now. And somehow I feel that he really wants me to preach so but please let's put our hands together for Archbishop Patrick Bruce for his faithfulness in holding this conference every year please put your hands together hallelujah amen it takes something to hold a conference like this. There are many things that fight you. But when you continue and you are at it, it's a sign of something. Many of us, we received a little opposition and then we stopped. But I believe that he's a very beautiful example of somebody who keeps fighting so the thing is that show some love. Archbishop, God bless you. And, uh, we are happy for this conference. It is changing lives. And we believe that there will be many testimonies after it all. In Jesus' name. But once again, we want to appreciate our father, Bishop Dag. He was sales. Hallelujah. What an anointed man of God. I tell you. When I look at the books, I said, hey, many of us cannot even compose a little text message. Even text message creating. But look at the books that he has written. And it's amazing how people cannot even see this anointing. But it takes great anointing to write all these things. And we are so grateful to God for his life. Let's put our hands together. One more time. He 
He has called all of us from different walks of life. So afraid in every And um, our lives have been transformed under his ministry. Amen. Well, let's share a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much tonight. We thank you for this first night of our leaders and loyalty conference. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who is here to guide us into all truth. Father, we pray, let the entrance of your word bring light and bring life. Open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of your law. We pray that, oh God, there will be a transformation in our hearts. That, Lord, indeed, we will become leaders who are loyal. Loyal to you, loyal to our superiors, loyal to the people that you have given to us. We bless you. We come against every work of the devil. Every plan of Satan, we curse it in Jesus' name. And we say, Lord, have your way in this place. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together. And you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Wow. Wow. I believe that this morning, one of the things that the Archbishop said that really ministered to me was the fact that he's realized that most pastors are anointed. The anointed is on you. You know, many times the things that happen make us feel that we are not anointed. But we are anointed. And the things that the enemy brings, they are just things to fight whatever you are doing and to make you feel that you are not anointed. But I believe one of the things that this conference is going to bring to you is the fact that you are anointed. Oh, somebody say, I'm anointed. Amen. Amen. And Jesus, in pointing out in the scripture that Archbishop read in John 6, 70, that one of you is a devil. He, he did not mince words. From the very beginning, when he called the twelve, he just made them understand that one of you is a devil. And it's good for us to think that way from the very beginning. Because that is one of the things that will help you to be humble. For many people have a certain bloated idea about who you are. But when you begin to see yourself that it's possible that a devil can be operating through you. It will change the way you do things. I don't know what I'm talking to somebody here. Because many times you see yourself and you feel that you are something that you are not. And which is the, the beginning of pride. Tonight, I'm preaching from our father's book, Those Who Are Proud. Those Who Are Proud. And pride is 
one of the most deadly evils that you can come across. It's something with all of us. In fact, you don't need to do anything. You are born with it. Yeah. When the serpent bit Adam and Eve, he introduced the venom of pride into them. And so since that time, pride has entered into the earth. And nobody has to do anything. You just become, you just feel proud. You're just flowing it. Yeah. Anything can just begin to make you proud. Mercy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it, it becomes even worse when you, you grow up in a certain background. Maybe you grow up in a home where there's money. You'll be very proud. Or maybe you come from an area where there's some kind of royalty or something like that. Or you come from an area where the people believe themselves. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah. You just become proud. The Bible says that Proverbs 13 verse 10 Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well advised is wisdom. Any conflict that you will see anywhere, the source of it is pride. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the person says. The bottom line is pride. It will help all of us to begin to think that way so that anytime you begin to rise up to fight or do anything, no, tell yourself that I'm being proud. You find it in marriages. You see husbands and wives, I mean, fighting. Because everybody feels I'm right. And I'm not ready to, as they say, koto. Yeah. So everyone is just going on back and forth, and nobody wants to back down and even compromise. And it is pride. When you find people becoming disloyal in the church, the bottom line is pride. And that is the thing that has brought the world to where it is now 
because the devil has introduced pride into the world and all the troubles we're having is because of pride. And our father was saying the other day that it becomes worse when you have lived in life for some, on, in, on this earth for some time because you are now having what we call the pride of life. <laughs> Yeah, so this is the nature of the devil. And we need to watch it in our lives because you are just manifesting the nature of the devil. One of the serious things about it is that it's so subtle that you will never realize that you are becoming proud. Sometimes it's like, oh, I mean, some feeling great or whatever, but it's actually pride. And you have become a child of the devil. When you are a liar, you are a child of the devil. When you are also proud, you are also a child of the devil. Job 41 verse 34. It makes it even more scary. Job 31 41 verse 34. He says of the devil that he beholded all high things. And he is a king over all the children of pride. <laughs> I don't know if you have another version of the Bible, but I tell you, he is a king over all the children of pride. Of all the creatures, it is the proudest. Oh, we didn't finish that one. The other one, the New Living Translation, you took it away. It is the proudest. It is the king of beasts. When you are proud, you are are a beast. And then which other one did you give to us? You gave another one, NASB. It says that he looks on everything that is high. Like he is the overseer of things that are high. General overseer. (laughs) He is the king over all the sons of pride. May you be delivered from pride. You have become a subject of the king of pride. So in the church today, all our problems are caused by pride. When you see people rising up, writing all sorts of things on Facebook and doing all sorts of things, it's all pride. Yeah. All the disloyalty, the breakaways, all these things. The bottom line is pride. The foundation of it all is pride. Yeah. And it's something that is inspired by the devil. An absurdity in the minds of people to think that 
I will be like the one at the top there. The one who created you. Who made you who you are. You said. I can be like him. And that is where he said, it's a delusion. A delusion that can be in your mind for years. Yeah. When Hitler in 19 whatever, 30 something, had at the back of his mind that Jews are whatever the cause of all the problems in this world, and he had it in his mind that they must eliminate all Jews. He had that mind and he held on to it for years. By the time he was finished over 10 years, he had killed over 600 million Jews. It must be a delusion that makes you think that way. And sometimes when you are walking in it, you don't see. But you sort of feel and believe that this is who you are. Yeah. And so, what I believe that this book is teaching us, is teaching us that, listen, you can become very proud and you will not even know it. And you can go on for years. Yeah. And sometimes when you sit down and listen to issues and you're wondering why people are going through all this, I mean, you can just see that it's just pride. And nobody is prepared to back down and say, I'm sorry. Or I've made a mistake. Yeah. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 was talking about some things and he's talking about pride. And these things are in us so much that we don't even see it. So, one of the chapters in this book that I want to talk about, he is talking about in chapter 9 what it means to be puffed up. Yeah. Now, to be puffed up, it means to be abnormally big or swollen in a diseased way. So when you see it, Know that this is a disease. It's a, it's a, it's an evil. It's a sickness. Yeah. Mm. So that is the way they describe pride in the Bible that you are puffed up. Yeah. When you see somebody 
a part of his body is swollen. Any doctor, as soon as he sees a part of your body swollen, so many things begin to run through his mind. When they see your feet swollen, they, they, they have a way they react to it. I mean, you are walking freely. Your legs have become big and you are walking. Normally, when you are there, your, your foot, it grows small, small. But this time, within a few days, it has become big. And you are walking in it. But the doctor said, hey! So, doctor, who was hey! This one, it means something. Because when your liver is not functioning well to take away all the poisonous things and everything, they all accumulate there. Or your heart is not working well. So we may not be able to see the the thing, but when we look at the puffness that we are seeing outside of your stomach or your legs or your face, we can tell that you are suffering from kwashiorkor or some liver disease or something. But may you be delivered from spiritual kwashiorkor. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You will not know it. But the puffness shows us. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 to 19. It said, Now some are puffed up. I pray that you will not be part of those who are puffed up. Yeah. And it just takes a little prick to bring you down if you don't know. Some are puffed up I, as though I will not come to you. But I will come to you shortly if the Lord will and would know. Not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. Yeah. Amen. Hey. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. He said, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication, as is not so much as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. Obi obi ni papa yere. Obi ni papa yere. Obi ne jayere. Ne jayere. It's another level altogether. I said no ye pempenso fo for cra. More than the Gentiles. It's not something that we see. It's not something we should even talk about. Say enya de nkwase ka ho asem mpo. And this one is in the church. We are not talking about outside. In fact the Corinthian church is a church that Paul addressed puffness. It, it, they had a problem there. People who could not be corrected. And then he said in verse 2, he said, and you are puffed up. 
And you should have rather mourned about this situation. You see, one of the things that pride comes to it does in your life is that you don't even see when something is wrong. Hmm. We have to correct you Bishop always says that any meeting that goes more than five minutes it's is it's a sign that pride is operating. Because somebody is failing to see that this thing is wrong. Yeah. And so a situation that all of us here are shouting, hey, this one is too wild. This one we have never seen it before. This one is some people are okay with it. Because the pride covers your eyes. If it's a hand tie, a and so you cannot even see. So the situation that we have in our churches where these loyal people rise up is that they don't even see that it is wrong what they are doing. Yeah. Mm. Recently, when all these issues were coming in our church and all that, I heard of people who had to speak to these guys. But somehow, they could not even see. Yeah. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 18, it said, Let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility. And worship of angels, intruding into those things which he has not seen, vainly puffed up mm. by his fleshly mind. Mm. Vain, it is a vain, you, you don't even know the basis for being puffed up. It is called idiopathic pride. It is a pride that you can't even see the basis for the pride. Sometimes you see some men, they are so proud. Needle have money. And so, so, in the house, they will come to the house. They look at the food. Are we eat this food? Me, I don't eat food that has come from the fridge. Have you seen one before? I want it cooked fresh. Now, I want to eat it now. Meanwhile, he didn't contribute one CD, one one. They are the people who say, I don't like blender. I want you to use a pot of you. Now, I ask the person sitting by you, are you the one we are talking about? Because Sometimes something small, some small money, some small prosperity. There's some second-hand car that you have bought. <laughs> You are feeling very big. You are puffed up. Puffed up. Puffed up. Hey. Hey. 
Sometimes you see some pastors, one laying of hands that you laid hands. That people fell under the power. You are feeling very big and puffed up. That's you a have bodyguards. Although it's <laughs> Somebody is carrying your Bible. So it will be the Bible. It will be the iPad. And they are following you like this. <laughs> hey! You see, that is why sometimes God allows certain things to happen to us. There are some things called agents of humility. They are sent to humble you. Because if we leave you, you will just go. Yeah. Bible says in Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Look at it. Are you there? Decided to go back home. Yeah. Check you with your neighbor whether he's puffed up or he's. Yeah, you will see. You will see it. <laughs> yeah. Are you truly great or you are just puffed up? Bisa. So we nipakesi and I say, Hrun where hum to keke. Verse 7. And lest as you be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me. He said, There was given revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. You just need a thorn. Small bee. The messenger of Satan. Satan to buffet me lest I should be too puffed up agents of humility you need them sometimes a wife is giving a certain type of husband you don't like this message Yeah. You see, the lady has become very cool because when she's walking, it's like a peacock. The, the way she's. Confess, no. Koba, no, I see kru 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 no. Kakraka. Now you see her very cool. So who now attempting a messenger of Satan has been sent? Bon sambo for abana blabla. eight he said he said look at it for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me he said he said to me my grace is sufficient for you my strength is made perfect in weakness so Paul said most gladly therefore I will rather glory in my infirmities yeah, that the power of Christ may rest. Yeah. 
Sometimes you need to just embrace these agents of humility. Because it's going to help you to deliver you from Satan's trap. Yeah. No, it's a trap. It's a trap that you have fallen into fully. Hey. Hey. Now, look at it. Satan is, or Lucifer, is one clear example of one who was puffed up. In Ezekiel 28 and verse 14, Ezekiel 28 and verse 14, he said, Thou art the anointed cherub that cover it. You see, the anointing also is rather putting something else into your head. And I have set thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. Thou has walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Now these are great things that have happened in your life. It was not meant for you to become proud. You see, but the devil is happy to make some things make you proud. Because he knows that. The Bible says that the kingdom of God belongs to those who are humble. Be careful when great things begin to happen in your ministry. Because you are just prone to pride. You are just going there. He said he walked down, up and down the stones of fire. He said that was perfect in all your ways. From the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. Perfection. Yeah. Sometimes if you're a lady and you look like everything is nice about you, you are beautiful. You have to be careful because you have a way of feeling that you are better than everybody else. It's a feeling. And the enemy will be feeding you, then you too, you are becoming puffed up. Puffed up. <laughs> and that is what entered into his head. And then he began to say to himself in Isaiah 14, he said, I will, I will accent. I will be like the most high. Small anointing. Small one. Manifestation. People are screaming in your ministry, your church. You are feeling big already. Hey. So, you can be puffed out like Lucifer when you have an you have an unholy and evil ambition. What kind of ambition is that? That I will be like the Most High. And 
and you have a mind that I'm going to take over, my leader who is there, I am going to remove him. I'll put myself that I feel that I'm better than him. Now, okay, the founding of one, what dream, no, also, what's in what dream, no, we in a few on our best and and the Bible says he said it in his heart. So many times the things are said in your heart. You don't What are the things you are saying in your heart? We may not hear it, but deep in your heart, you have a certain bloated feeling. About yourself. And the devil is behind. One day, Bishop shared the story of Kenneth Hagen that he went to a man of God's house and his wife, he had a vision about the wife. Now, maybe a Sopenica, a Bifa, Kenneth Hagen, so called Sophie, and a couple of men in the Swadimun, a fast asophonero. And the wife was in the house. She was dressing up one day and then a demon just came to sit on her shoulder. And the demon whispered to her, you are so beautiful. Mm. Why are you wasting your time in this man's house? Mm. Sister, sometimes when you are feeling that you look very beautiful, maybe it's a demon sitting on your shoulder. Hey. And he's talking to you. A man muntie, a baby, a bebo, muso, me wofa dodo, sheni, ebiana bonsambi, etu abeti. As the nearest is that, does it sometimes occur to you that you're very beautiful? Ana, a tabo, muso, wofa. Ubusi. Pastor, sometimes when you are there, you have the feeling I'm very anointed. So for Tommy, I am very powerful. Maybe there's a demon sitting on your shoulder. You can be the next senior pastor. Oh, you can go and take over. You are the next. Yeah. You can also have a conference. Oh, this conference. <laughs> It'll be anything. You can also have one. You see, it is a delusion. You think it's a simple thing. You do it. Go, go and do it. I'm telling you. You see, when you see these books here, it's a delusion to think that I can be like that. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> me too, I can write. Okay. <laughs> okay. Start. That is number one. To just start, whether you can start it. And number two, whether you can continue it. And number three, whether you can finish it. And all that is just one book. And whether people will buy it. And whether people will read it. You know, sometimes I have some books. When I look at them, I've never bothered to look into the book. 
so we say oh woman be oh ah or a man in person on kinda moves me to read it the bianc and pursue so on kind so i say hey so bisano say hey it is not just the writing of the book it's nessa o tro go man be akeke so you'll be fed with a certain pride that I can do it. I am able, I'm whatever. You are not. It's an evil ambition. Unholy ambition. That's you are having. You are joking. Yeah. Mm. And this lady, she was there, and the demon was whispering to her. That she said to herself, "Yeah." No, no, so catch her and say, "Ah, no credit." I think so. Me, 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 me know you're doing. I am beautiful. Me how fair? You see, when it comes to beauty, eh? Say, ba a honfa. They say beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder. Say a honfa di jina di ocean so. You may be standing there thinking you are beautiful, but other are. people look at you. Oh now, do you know what I do never so often? Sometimes I see some ladies, the way they are moving, you can see they have believed themselves, but you who money was in your sinance, so Jinudi. And so she in Tiakotre. One day I saw a lady standing at the roadside waiting for a car. I don't know what kind of car she was waiting for. But her face was black and she has put... I keep wondering, is there a white lipstick? She had put white lipstick and she was standing at the roadside. I'm too sure, baby. I Meanwhile, she's feeling good about herself. comedian. I will exhort. One day, Bishop was saying that he went to a shop where a Jew was selling some things, and he was telling the Jew what he was going to do with the things he was buying. I'm going to do that. That the man said, "No, no, no, no." I see. Maybe Ura, Bishop, a Jew, nibi noho. No, okay, can you mope so? A Jew, nisi debi 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 debi. He said, "I." Is for God. No, so can say me and you and Copon it quantity to make us say we. Take us say any now. Don't wow. say I. Men can say me. Wow. Next time you are tempted to say I. Die, be born. We saw the candy be our best. I am this. I am say me away, me away. Remember this thing. Kaisa Simwe. That I. Semedia. Is for God. A Yankopon Quadia. And we. Nayeno. Is for us. And Edia. Wow. Yeah. We. No, if we all of us can think that way, it will make you humble. Because you realize that you need me and I need you. If there's anything, it will come. The Bible says that that which each joint supplies. So there is a joint here supplying, there's a joint here supplying, there's a joint here supplying, and together we are able to build up the body mm. of Christ. Nobody is sufficient in just you yourself alone. That's right. This interpreter is too powerful. <laughs> Please clap for the interpreter. Your neighbor, am I seeing Lucifer in you or uh, catch up? Uh, uh, Sonia, send me who Lucifer, who Moana. 
Hey. Hmm. Number two, he said you can be puffed up like Lucifer when you forget why and how you were appointed. Hmm. Yeah. He said, thou art the anointed cherub that covered and I have set thee so. You see, it's very, it's a sad situation when your leader has to point to you that I, I, I made you. I, I, I mm. did, I did this for you. It's not a good thing at all. I it's like relax, oh. I made you a pastor. The way you have become very big. You can't even fit into your door. Relax. Tell the neighbor, relax. Yeah, you did not become like that by your own self. But the feeling that you get is like, I, I, I have made myself so. He said, no, I made you so. Yeah. He said, thou was upon the holy mountain of God and thou was walked upon down in the midst of the stones of fire. Every position that you occupy is an appointment from God. Sometimes it is an appointment from other human beings. These realities must make us humble. Yeah. One of the signs of pride is seen in people who forget that they were appointed or set into their position. If I forget that I'm here today, that somebody put me here, that will be my end. Once you forget it, don't forget it. Whoever you are, whatever you are, whatever you have, wherever you are, it is somebody who placed you there. It's somebody who made you who you are. Don't ever forget it. Don't ever forget it. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said to the people, what do you have that you did not receive? I mean, the Corinthian church, there he faced them. What do you have? It's first Corinthians chapter four. Wait, can you four seven. four seven? He said, Who made you to differ from another? If you are pretty, who made you so? If you are anointed, who made you so? If you are driving a new car, who made you so? Sometimes you forget that somebody, you, you were put there by somebody. What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you glory as if you did not receive it? 
But you don't believe that you received it. You, you believe that you got it by your own do you understand that one? It's, it's Greek, you understand it. <laughs> Number three, you can be popped out like Lucifer when you forget why and how you were created. Mm. Why were you created? You are forgotten. That's why. That is what will bring you down fast. Yeah. This microphone was created for a purpose. It was created so that you can speak through it. And then people will hear whatever you saying. As soon as the microphone fails to perform that function. That's it. We'll just hand over to the technical. technical and they too, if they don't find any so use for it, it, they throw it away. <laughs> May you not be sent to Zoom Lion. Amen. Number four, Lucifer was puffed up because he fell from his position. Yeah. Ezekiel 28.16 says that by the multitude of your merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence. And thou hast sinned. Therefore, I will cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God, and I will destroy. Yeah. One of the reasons why we know that Lucifer was puffed up was because he fell from his lofty position. Yeah. Once you have fallen, it means that you were up. Yeah. Are you there? Oh. So he was cast down from his lofty position. Therefore, a fall is a symptom and a sign that pride is nearby. Mercy. Mercy. May you not fall. Amen. May you be delivered from a fall. Amen. May you not be too high. Amen. That you fall. Amen. Yeah. Just like Vashti. I say, oh, him Vashti. No, who no, say, oh, oh, do. When a husband called her to come and dance, small dancing. And you never know what may happen. Yeah. When Herodias' daughter came to dance, the, the Herod said, Ask me anything to the half of my kingdom. Now, Vashti said, Listen, I am too high. I, I, I am above the level of coming to stand and shake my bottom. Now, that was the end of the lady. But the queen Vashti refused to come at the king's commandment. <laughs> the people said the girl doesn't respect. She cannot treat our king this way. 
And that was the end of her. You will be shocked the way your end will come. Very fast. You see, some of the things about pride that the Bible talks about, it's not so easy to see. So, so, there are certain things that you just have to look out for. Yeah. One the pride it means to have a proud look. Four ways to identify a proud look. Number one, a proud look is a facial expression that reveals pride. Mm-hmm. One day I saw a brother. There was something he was saying. He said, I, I, I don't know what came up. And he said, People say that. And, and he said, <laughs> <laughs> So he was seeing how people describe him. What does it mean? It's like. <laughs> He cannot smell. Oh. It's quarrelsome. Yeah, big. There's a way you. You know, bombing. It's like. My nose. I, I, I'm. What? Is it smell? <laughs> He can smell his nose. Ah, uh, he can easily smell bad things. Very sensitive nose. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. But that's how you carry yourself. Is that some of the ways you can detect pride? When they enter the room, everybody is sitting there. As a nearest person, are you the one that you are talking about? Yeah. A proud look is an attitude that yeah. exudes arrogance. Attitude. The wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. Mm. God is not in all his thoughts. God is not part of the things he says. You can you can just see. Yeah. A proud look is a posture. That's a Posture. The way you just <laughs> Yeah. And sometimes when you are in church, the way you even sit. To me be don't Yeah, it's like challenge. No, what are they doing here? 
Look at the person. Look at the posture of the person. She said, Nipan was important. Yeah. That's why in marriage, proud wives are not able to do certain things in the bedroom. Oh, you don't like the message I'm preaching. A proud wife is above certain styles and certain acrobatics. Certain positions. They don't house. I mean, the way her posture and the thing. What a shock. It's a shock. A proud look is a presence that communicates superiority. That's what we be The way you carry yourself. Everybody is. <laughs> And some people you see the way they walk and the way they uh, you, you, you walk the pride. You walk the pride. Merci. No, so you have to check yourself and see whether these things are common in your life. Another way you can see it, the Bible talks about proud speaking. Yeah. Psalm 12 verse 3 says that the Lord shall cut off all flattering lips mm. and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Mm. If you're a pastor, it's about setting comments. When you hear them, it's enough. Sorry, so far. When Peter, when Jesus said that, oh, you will not go to the cross, you immediately, Jesus, ah, this one is one of those type of talking. Get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. Overconfident declarations. Mm. That was Pilate. He told Jesus that, don't you know that I have power? He said, you don't have any power. I am sure he paid him back. You don't have any power. Who do you think you are? And you speak like Overconfident. So what you wanted to do? Yeah. Number two, comments that forget the grace of God. When you see people who talk like that, they don't acknowledge anything that God has done, 
It's like everything is just by me, myself, and I, and all that. Straight away, you are talking to a person. People who talk as if they accomplish everything by themselves. But you see, those who acknowledge God, like Paul who says, I am what I am, by the grace of God. But these are humble people. Yeah. They will never acknowledge anybody. I mean, that, oh, I learned this thing from this person. You will never hear them referring to anybody in their preaching. There's no reference to anybody. You are like Elijah, the Tishbite. He just appeared. No father, no mother. You just came. But whoever you are, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. Yeah. Number three, high sounding statements. He said, you have praised the gods of silver and gold and of brass and iron and wood. Daniel 5, 23. You have praised the God of iron. You are praising all sorts of things that you should not be praising. Hey! Number five or number four. Statements that reject and refuse instruction. Yeah. Hmm. And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, and they said, We will not come. When you hear such things, I will not come. I won't I won't go. I won't do so and because all that straight away. Everybody is going this way. They say, me, I'm going this way. Everybody is wearing this. They say, me, I'm going to wear this. It's a sign. Number five, illegitimate rebukes of authority. The sons of Korah, they said to Moses, wherefore then lift you up yourself above the congregation of the Lord. Who, who do you think you are? Numbers 16. Numbers 3. Verse 4. So when you hear these things, it's so difficult, but you see, when you hear these things, it's something that should help you. And you yourself, you can see it in yourself. Number six, correction upwards. Pointing out the errors of the leader. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Peter could just take, the Bible says he took him on. He took him aside. <laughs> he took him on. He said, Jesus, you, you cannot say that. Now, you are not serious. The thing that was going to bring salvation to the world, 
it's always a good thing to rather think that the leader is right. Always. Even if you think he's wrong, there's a way. One day, Bishop Saki was in a car with Bishop Dag. They were going somewhere, and they were moving, and they were driving, and they were going for a long time. Then at the point, Bishop Dag turned to him and said, What do you think? He has not said anything. He said, I think so. <laughs> Whatever you are thinking, I think so. I think so. I No problem. I mean, whatever it is. But you are not to. What are you talking about? Explain. No. Whatever you are thinking, I think so. It's powerful. Yeah. And when we go and we make a mistake and it's not working, it's no problem. We will just change it and go to the other way. But it's pride that makes you think that, listen, we, we are too, we cannot be experimenting things at this time. We don't have the time. Listen, I want to point out to you that you are not right. You are not always right. You cannot be always right. It doesn't mean that you are the one who can say everything. Hey! Yeah, they will tell you, watch your wagon. You know, they have this thing. When you are in Obuasi, they, they have the radio station. People call. And when he's finished talking, then we say, watch your wagon. I feel born you money for me, you know. So, so when you finish talking, they will tell you, watch your wagon. Born you money for me, you know. It's like, number seven, abruptly ending conversations. There are some of you, it's as if you were not trained. When we are talking to you on the phone, you just hang up. Yeah. Meanwhile, I called you. Then you have cut the line. It's a sign of pride. Great pride. It's always good to wait to be sure that the person has finished with you whatever he's saying. And there's a way to end phone conversations. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. But you don't say anything. My daughter has a little dog. He, he can be going there and just stops. Like <laughs> I don't know why he just going there and just stops. Yeah, like that. Erratic. I don't know why. It will just be moving there and just stops. It just sits like that. 
There's no sign. You are know, expecting that it will be going down slowly and then it will stop. No. It will just be going. Then just stop. Come on. Number eight. Declarations of self-sufficiency. Mm. I am okay. I don't need anybody. I don't need you. I'm self-made. Somebody told Bishop Dags, I don't need you and you don't need me. How? How can you say you don't need me? In this life, you will need me. And I will need you. Yes. Mm. They without us are not perfect. We need each other. Paul said, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. What did he say? Verse 3. 2 Corinthians is it chapter 3. Verse, or verse 5. He said what? Verse 5 says that. Look at verse 5. Are you there in verse 5? Not that we are sufficient of ourselves. To think anything as of ourselves. But our sufficiency is of God. It's of God. Yeah, that's a humble person talking. Yeah. Our sufficiency is of God. So, the way you talk and the way you say things is that you are proud. Hey, hey. Are you there or decided to go back? Number nine, statements that trivialize issues. Yeah. There are people, they have a way of making whatever you are doing look nonsense. It's like, oh, only this. Is that all you can do? Okay. Do it and let's see. The man has established churches over 3,000. They are in over 90 countries. He has written over whatever books. Over 100 you have not done anything. Meanwhile, look at what you are saying. You make the thing look like. Many years ago, somebody said our churches are like uh, cell groups. When they say we have, they say, oh, but your churches are just cell groups. One day he came, he said he wants a place, a place to preach. Can, can I preach in one of the cells? <laughs> Today is a place you can preach. They trivialize things. Anytime we are talking about great things that have been achieved, you just get up and just say something to neutralize and make the thing look like nothing. So you see that Satan is in you fully. Statements that belittle others. Yeah. When David came, everybody was 
believing that he is coming to help. The, the brother said, ah, but who are you? Who have you left those few sheep? David, by no be ashamed, Mr. Robert Ben, you Statements that mock and laugh at other people. These are all signs of pride. But God wants to raise you up. God wants to lift you up. And the devil wants you to come down. But I predict that God is delivering you from anything that will bring you down. Amen. And God is lifting you very high. And the key is humility. Yeah. The Bible says, James 4.10, humble yourself. God has given you that option. Verse 6 says that God resisted the proud, but he gives more grace to the humble. But he said, he was giving an advice. He said, humble yourself. You Humble yourself. Make up your mind that I'm going to humble myself. In other words, any of these things that makes you feel proud, try and not do them. The proud look. Tell yourself from today. I mean, as the brother was talking and he said, then I, I said, this guy, he doesn't know what he's saying there. Yeah, he's not even, he's, he doesn't even see it. It's something you have to check. It's the way you carry yourself and the way you look at things. And when you come in, uh, hmm. So from that day, we started calling, me, calling him when he was born. <laughs> hey, we got to close. Seven reasons why you must humble yourself. Number one, humble yourself because God resists the proud. You will not amount to anything if you are proud. But if you are humble, God will lift you up. I see God lifting you up. Amen. I see God lifting you up. Amen. You know, people have not realized that when you read the I wills that Satan said in Isaiah 14, it was five of them. If you can go, if you can go to Isaiah 14, I think verse, verse, is it verse 12 or verse 14? Isaiah. Verse 12. What's in verse 12? Ah, that fallen old Lucifer, verse 13. Um, okay, so it says that, for thou hast said in thy heart, number one, he said what? I will ascend. Number two, he said what? I will exalt my throne. Number three, he said what? I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the of the north. Number four, he said, I will ascend above the heights yeah, of the And then number five, he said, I will be like the most high. So, he said it five. 
But when you read Ezekiel 28, when God also started facing him, Ezekiel 28, verse 16, um, that was perfect, uh, blah, blah, blah. He said, now, he said what? By the mercy of that, and then he said, number one, I will cast thee as profane. That's number one. Number two, I will destroy thee. Cheer up from the midst of the fire. Verse 17, he said what? Thine heart was lifted up by the reason of your word. He said, number three, I will cast you to the ground. Yeah. Number four, he said, I will lay thee before kings. They that behold thee. Then what? Verse 18. That's number, is it number four or number five? Number five. Number five. He said, therefore, I will bring forth a fire from the midst of the enemy to devour you. Number six. He said what? I will bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of all the people. And then verse 19. He said what? He said, verse 19. All that know thee, they shall be astonished. And yeah, and you shall be something, something. You shall never be whatever anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Is it verse twenty? Is it verse twenty? What does it say? Verse twenty. Again, the word of the Lord came to me. But you can see that you have said I will five times. So but can he has said it six times. Which one is going to overcome the other one? Mm. Mm. Number two, humble yourself because God gives grace to the humble. How many want grace in your life? May you receive grace. Amen. This year, may the grace of God be your portion. May grace be your portion to help you to overcome in every situation. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Yeah. Grace will, one of the things grace will do, grace will cover your errors and it will color your efforts. Yes, When you see somebody, it's like he's wild. But what it is, is as, as if he doesn't have any mistakes. He has a lot of mistakes. But when grace is there, it will cover your errors. And it will color your efforts. May you receive the grace of God. Amen. May you receive the grace of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Grace will take you very high. Grace will make the impossible look possible. Oh, grace for church growth is coming to somebody. I receive it. Grace for ministry is coming to somebody. I receive it. Grace to do well and excel in life is coming upon you in the name of Jesus. May you receive the grace of God. May you receive the grace of God. May you receive the grace of God. Grace to be a pastor is your portion. Grace to be a leader is your portion. Grace to sing is your portion. Grace to do well is your portion. Grace to excel is your portion. Receive it in Jesus' name. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. The people who have grace are the people who acknowledge grace. As you keep acknowledging grace, you see that grace will be increasing. 
But when you feel that it's by my strength, I'm able to do all things. That will be your end. Hey, hey. I see God giving you grace. Amen. I feel a grace that is coming upon us. God has delivered us from the spirit of pride. That that wants to bring you down. You are not going to be a proud person from today. You are going to be a humble person from today. May you be delivered from pride. Amen. May there not be pride in your church. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May you be lifted up on high. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Humble yourself because through that you'll be lifted up to the next level. How many want to move to the next level? Are you not tired of being at the same level? It's as if something is resisting you. You're tired. It's like this is where you have to be. But I see you moving to the next level of giving. Amen. The next level of ministry. There is more. There is more. Where you are, you haven't reached anywhere. Pride has made you feel so big where you are. As if you have arrived. But you have not arrived. There is yet more. There is yet more. Ministry you haven't reached anywhere. How come you are so puffed up? And you are correcting upwards. Oh, but may you move to your next level. Amen. No, I see people this year. You are moving to the next. I receive it. Wherever is the next level, I prophesy that you are moving there. In the name of Jesus. Whatever has tied you to one place, whatever said you cannot go any further, your church cannot increase anymore, your ministry cannot change, your life cannot change. Tonight, I prophesy over you that you are stepping to your next level in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive it. I receive it. Oh, Jesus, it is happening. It is happening practically. Oh, yeah. I see God. The Bible says he will exalt you in due time. I feel this is the due time. I receive it. Enough of the pride. Enough of the pride. Amen. From today, I see people who are humbling themselves. Humbling themselves in the presence of God. And God is taking you to your next level. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I receive it. Declare I'm moving to my next level. I'm moving to my next level. And take a step and declare it. That I'm moving to my next level. I'm moving to my next level. I am delivered from pride. Oh yes. 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 Oh tonight begin to declare it. Declare it that you are moving away from pride. That pride is going out of your life. Pray that proud speaking, proud look, it shall not be your portion. 
You will not be counted among those who are proud. You shall not be counted among those who are proud. In the name of Jesus, declare that I'm moving to my next level. In the name of Jesus, say I'm receiving grace. Great grace. God is giving me grace. My ministry is changing. My level is changing. My life is changing. Everything about me is changing. In the name of Jesus, I will not be found in the place of pride. I will not be among proud people. In the name of Jesus, resist pride. Rebuke pride. Resist pride. Any pride that has been said to you, refuse it in the name of Jesus. I refuse to receive pride from the devil. In the name of Jesus, it's around the corner. Your lifting yes, Lord. is around the corner. I see somebody. God is lifting you high. Yes. Your church is being yes, lifted high. Yes, yes, yes. Your life is being lifted high. Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The enemy didn't yes. want you to go high. Yes, yes. But yes, I prophesy. Yes, Lord. This year yes, Lord. is your year yes, Lord. of going very high. Yes, Lord. Your year of lifting. Yes, Lord. Your year of promotion. Yes, Lord. Your year of moving. Yes, Lord. To the next level. In the name of it Jesus. is your due season. Yes, Lord. By the grace of God. Yes, Lord. I am what I am. Yes, Lord. By the grace of God. Yes, Lord. You shall become who God wants you to be. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lift up your hand and receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. Receive grace. I acknowledge God that I am what I am by the grace of God. My sufficiency is of God. Father, I thank you. I bless you. I give you glory. I give you praise. I thank you, O God, for your grace that is our portion in the name of Jesus. And somebody put your hands together for Jesus. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. And give the Lord a shout of a word. Walk to seven people and tell them no more pride. Oh, yes. Tell them no more proud look. No. Proud speakings. Tell him no more being puffed up. Why are you puffed up anyway? Oh, but as you humble yourself, as you humble yourself, as you humble yourself, oh Jesus, humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Humble yourself. Humble yourself.
himself by the side of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourself, do this. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourself, come on. And humble, humble yourself, yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Oh, He will lift you up. Humble yourself, come on. If you humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will. Come on. He will lift you up. Oh, he will lift you up. Humble yourself. If you humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Humble yourself. Come on. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will. Ready to humble yourself. Humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Come on. He will lift you up. Oh, He will lift you up. Are you ready to humble yourself? If you humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will. And tell him, humble yourself, humble yourself, humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Look at another person, tell him, humble yourself, humble yourself by the side of the Lord, and He will lift you up. Now tell him, He will lift you up. He will lift you up. Prophesy to the person. He will lift you up if you humble yourself by the side of the Lord. He will lift you up. Tell him one more time. He will lift you up. He will lift you up. yourself. Amen. May you humble yourself. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Amen.